Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a, a heroic figure from uh, 9-11 as we uh, hit this anniversary, this 20th tragic anniversary, but certainly we're proud of those who are here that uh, can tell the story and tell for, for so many others that haven't made it to this point. And, uh, and again, we always will remember. But the Star TV network is remembering by remembering 9-11 reflections from those who changed. And it's, it is a real focus on the female uh, contingent that was there, and, and including, uh, and who better to talk to than Brenda Berkman, uh, one of the first female firefighters from New York City. She is absolutely terrific, and she is here with us. It premieres this Monday, uh, this Sunday, I'm sorry, and everyone's got to tune into it. It's the Star TV Network. Brenda Berkman, how are you? I'm fine. Thanks, Frank. How are you? I, I'm doing well, and and I imagine you're you very. Survived the, uh, you survived the rainstorm. Are you okay? Yes. Uh, listen, uh, I I'll never complain uh, about rainstorms and and things like that. Uh, knowing how many other people sacrificed a lot more, and uh, you know, you listen, you included, you were there, and I'm sure you lost a lot of colleagues that day, a lot of friends. Uh, does the does 9/11 stand out to you months before it happens? Uh, each year uh, is is that just a date that'll be with you forever? Oh, absolutely. I mean, not only did it change our world, but it changed people's lives uh, tremendously. And um, you know, it's it's interesting. Even after 20 years, although your people's reactions and feelings about it obviously evolve over time. I mean, one of the great things about this program that start tv has done is talking about how people's how resilient these women were you know and have been and how we've rebuilt our lives and we've gone on to take advantage of the fact that we weren't killed on that day in order to try and do things to make our lives worthwhile and to continue to help our community so it's it's but as anniversaries approach, especially these, you know, notable anniversaries like the 10th, the 15th, and now the 20th, people do start talking about it a lot more. They think about it. And it's really important that now we have so many young people who are not even alive on 9-11. And it reminds me of trying to learn about Pearl Harbor when I was growing up. Yeah. You know, I wasn't alive on Pearl Harbor, but my parents were. And I feel like it's so important, especially for young people, to listen to these women's stories because we, as a country, we need to get the full picture about how women were affected and doing exactly the same kind of heroic activities that the men were doing that day. Yeah, no question. It's one of those watershed moments in, in world history and certainly our, our country's history, that's for sure. Uh, where were you working out of that day? Where was, uh, where were you, where well, was your I, station? I was, I was a lieutenant in, in the Chelsea section of Manhattan, you know, a little bit midtowny, and in Ladder 12, but I wasn't on duty, so I couldn't get to my firehouse. They, you may remember they had closed down all the 
uh, bridges and tunnels to private cars. And yes. basically all the subways have been stopped or rerouted. So I ran to a nearby Brooklyn firehouse that I had been promoted out of. And I met up with other off-duty firefighters there, and we managed to get ourselves to Manhattan just as the North Tower fell. And, uh, you know, we're in this huge dust cloud with no breathing protection, with no radios to communicate with, with no tools, essentially. Um, and we went to work. You know, I mean, a lot of people uh, would have said, oh, that's just crazy. Why would you go? But I was, I was experienced, and I had... Um, just been at a big high-rise fire on the east side of manhattan not many weeks before i i felt like you know the department and the and the city really needed my experience and that's what we do we we go when we're needed so um the you know i did lose a lot of we lost five guys out of my firehouse uh <clears throat> including the on-duty lieutenant that day, my rank, and wow. <laughs> two of my firefighters, um, my battalion chief and his aide. And I'd worked with about 250 of the 343 firefighters who were lost that day. So I had a lot of personal connections, and there were also, you know, people I was with that day who... Um, we were very fortunate. We we didn't get injured, and we didn't. Uh, <clears throat> we we you know we survived. It was really luck of the draw. Yeah, I, I just I you know we can't we can't thank you uh, enough. I lost uh, friends there, and I'll talk about that as we as we let you go. But the uh, uh, this is this is a great special. Uh, again, Frank McKay here with Brenda Berkman, and. Yeah, and just uh, uh, amazing. The the story will never go away, and and it shouldn't ever go away. Should we should remember this forever? And and folks like Brenda Berkman, who uh, what fortunately didn't lose her life for uh, uh, for us and for for the country and the city fighting uh, there but like she said it was just the luck of the draw it was just purely pure luck uh, I lost uh, people I knew a guy I knew from uh, two years old or three years old my mother's best friend's son and someone uh, like I said I knew him probably since I was two or three years old Stephen Coakley out of Deer Park Long Island and uh, it, just what a great great guy and he worked out of one of the Brooklyn houses and that night that night I went in to uh, look for him and I I knew uh, you know that he was um, uh, he had perished but his parents were both in their you know I guess their 60s or, or somewhere yeah somewhere close and and they weren't in the you know the greatest condition and certainly mentally you have to figure that they were they were uh, you know just devastated with fear and everything and so I went in and it was uh, you know, honestly one of the the saddest things that I had to do not you know only knowing that that Stephen was gone but looking at the the list and uh, so many people were on line to uh, to go through that and some of the saddest things 
and I've spoken about it before, but the saddest things were watching the, the kids go around looking for their parents. And, you know, there's one in particular, and, you know, I try to get them on. I've seen them on specials, but this uh, sister and brother team that went around and they were showing their mother's and father's uh, wedding picture. That's all the only picture they had, but they were so professional about it. And, you know, obviously everyone let them cut the line and all the hospital lines. And, I, you know, all, all I could remember, uh, you know, about uh, that night and that n next morning, it, it was the smell. It just it, it just had the smell of uh, death. Or it was just a, a, an incredible um, odor that was there and you know I mean it could be you know anything for for that matter but I mean the uh, the you know the buildings were, were down obviously and you know all the materials that were burning together and you know people who lost their lives but the uh, the the odor and the the cloud that was there it was so eerie and it was, it was so quiet the city was so uh, basically quiet and and uh, somber. Uh, Rudy Giuliani had the had the police and the police uh, commissioner had them dressed in their finest, and they were just they were fantastic. And they just you know the way they lined it all up. But I'll never forget when that uh, uh, you know girl and the boy. The girl was uh, the older sibling, and everybody let them cut the line and. They went to the front of the line, and a big burly cop was there with the list, and you know, and everyone was uh, was watching. and And as they checked the list, uh, their uh, their parents weren't there, and uh, you know, and again, they were going to go from from place to place. And you know, we you know, as adults, knew that their parents had had perished. I mean, obviously, they would have somehow, some way, gotten in touch with the the kids or the neighbors or something, and so everyone knew that, but. Uh, big, big, tough, burly cop. Very, very nice. Very professional. And uh, as uh, as he, uh, you know, kind of was stoic with the kids. As soon as they walked away, um, as he turned away, you saw the tears coming down his uh, his eyes, out of his eyes, and down his cheeks, and and the whole place, the whole batch of us were just crying because, you know, obviously, uh, the the you know the loss of life there but they, especially these kids and I think it underlined it for all of us a very you know very very sad uh, sad moment but um, Brenda Berkman was our very special guest today and a New York City firefighter who was on the front lines that day she was a lieutenant and like she said the lieutenant on charge that day was uh, w had perished uh, in her house and five other people in her house I think she said, you know, over uh, over 240. I'll listen back, but uh, maybe you heard better than I did. But 240 of the of the firefighters that lost their lives that day, she had worked with, were new, and you know, it's got to be, um, you know, just uh, just an unbelievable uh, situation to survive and to know all of that. Uh, and to know all of those people. I mean, I, I know several people who lost their lives, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it goes through you like a knife, but imagine those uh, who were there that day fighting and all of you that are listening that were there and, and went there afterwards to, to search. 
Uh, you know the feeling. But the Star TV Network this Sunday, remembering 9-11, reflections from those who changed. And, again, a big focus on the women of 9-11, and it's uh, very important. Uh, sometimes gets overlooked, but the women who served as police officers and firefighters uh, will be hearing it in their words. Frank McKay signing off. Brenda Berkman has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.